Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Local Power. I'm your co-host Reggie Rucker and all season long we've had this theme, how to get away with merger. And the one thing we wanted to do in this uh, sort of a wrap-up episode is actually talk about like how do they get away with merger? You know, these are themes that we've talked about throughout the season on different episodes, but we really wanted to be really clear and highlight some of the methods and tactics that these large corporations use to merge and build their power and influence and at the expense of communities. So we're going to have a short little discussion. Me and Luke are going to chat it up a little bit and in St. Luke, I guess I should bring her in. What's up, Luke? How are you doing? Hey, Reggie. Doing pretty well. I mean, I think this has just been a really great season. To start off, Reggie, I mean, there have been so many incredible highlights. What what is what have a couple of yours been? Yeah, so I know first for me, I think about actually it was the first episode we did for this season. It was the beer episode. And it was a great discussion. Ron's always great. And but what I really appreciated, this was the first time ever since I was told I got to work on a podcast. I've been trying to scheme a way to get somebody from Modesto, the 209, the Central Valley, onto the episode. And so I finally got Amanda Wright from Blaker Brewing, who's our, you know, Modesto's neighbor out in series. So I was finally able to get uh, someone from out in that area on the episode. And yeah, so it was just great to have her, you know, felt like home. And it was really great. You know, I think what I knew we were going to get from that conversation was the degree to which, and you know, this is, I think, a consistent theme throughout the episodes where like, it's not just about the small business owner and the person who's creating jobs and being an entrepreneur and sort of creating this economic activity, but the degree to which a place like a local brewery is a community hub and it's just like a place to bring community together. I think that was just like a really one of my highlights of the season and to sort of re- again, relive some of that like hometown magic. Uh, that was really fun for me. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I love that. That hometown magic. Definitely one of my highlights this season, which is kind of ironic because the season is called How to Get Away with Merger. And this is one of the episodes where the merger didn't actually get through. It, it is, I, I'm pretty sure, still pending. But this is called New Mexicans versus Fossil Fuel Giants. And one of our guests on that episode, her name's Marielle Nanasi. And this was an episode about this massive company, the Spanish company called Iberdrola. Subsidiary is Avangrid in the United States. It's an electric utility company. And it has expanded rapidly across the U.S. And it decided that it wanted to buy the public utility company in New Mexico. And it just had a horrible track record. And our guest, Marielle, that we had on, knew that this was just going to be horrible for the energy grid, the energy system in New Mexico, and so decided to build this movement of organizers, you know, this grassroots movement, uh, legal counsel, you know, communications team, uh, the list goes on to fight this. And for at least three years, a number of people spent many, many hours opposing this and ended up winning, you know, various legal battles over the course of these three years. And it's just this really heartening story that shows you that sometimes these community power movements do win. If you give up, you already have lost, right? The only chance is if we fight back. And so, you know, um, so we got to use our talents to do so. And then, and then we have a chance. One of the things that 
talk about a little bit is how there is a lack of government response, unfortunately, right now against mergers. And this was a this was an example of a lack of government response. And so the community sort of having to take that on. And that's, uh, you know, a lot for a community to do when you have, you know, a whole a whole job, a whole life of your own and you're doing this whole additional thing on top of it. The power of these community members, these local businesses, these entities that really are so valuable. The theme of the season, which is how how to get away with merger and how some of these companies got away with it. And that part that you highlight where it's like the private sector, these individuals or these small grassroots groups really having to pick up the slack from, you know, the the lack of, of government response. And that thing, you you know, you say about uh, like these people like have other lives to live and but somehow they're finding a way to make a part of their life like this big fight to push back right. against sort of the mergers or the, you know, the the power that these these powerful companies, these merged companies try to exert in their communities. And that really that made me think about uh, Wanda from out in East Carroll Parish. So we did the episode about broadband and sort of the community broadband effort in East Carroll Parish. And I, I just remember the story that Wanda told about sort of like one of the like managers or executives from Sparklight and they come to her and they're like, and say, well, Wanda, well, I'm going to do this and that for you on your bill so it could come down and you have great service and, and all of this cool stuff. I said, oh, really? She said, that's, that's awesome. I said, but are you going to do that for everybody else too? And so it makes sense that they would say, oh, like, oh I could probably buy this person off and get into like, hey, we're going to let you go back to your life and you're going to be taken care of if you just kind of chill out. And uh, so, I, yeah, so it makes sense as a tactic to try to push these mergers through and for, you know, to hear Wanda's reaction and be like, oh, that's cool. You're going to take care of me and take care of my neighbor. You're going to take care of all of us. And if not, then like get out of here. So, yeah, I think that's just yeah, that that's uh, sort of like a slimy tactic. There have been quite a few ways that we've seen how companies really get away with merging. Another thing that comes to mind is, and that is really a thread throughout all of these episodes, are how a lot of these, it was hard to choose a single merger for each of these industries. Ron talks a lot about this in the first episode, but we really see it across the season. There have been a series of smaller mergers that ultimately lead to this really consolidated industry. And like the waste industry, as an example, you have these series of smaller mergers over time. And then you have waste management being the largest waste company in the United States and advanced disposal being the fourth largest and, and waste management buying advanced disposal now making it the largest waste company and so just sort of looking at the history of these mergers and how they slowly gain power and kind of that harm that that eventually causes because it does end up being these really massive mergers so luke are you familiar with the rope dope do you know what that phrase means no okay so muhammad ali famous boxer greatest of all time all the things he had this famous fight with George Foreman, referred to as the Rumble in the Jungle. So at the time, Muhammad Ali was coming back from uh, sort of his hiatus, forced hiatus, because he didn't want to serve in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War. And so he was forced out of boxing. He's kind of coming back, 
George Foreman has taken over, this really powerful boxer. And a lot of people, most people think that George Foreman is going to crush Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali goes into this fight and he has this strategy of just standing up against the ropes and taking shot after shot from George Foreman. George Foreman continues to stalk Ali, tries to get through with a straight left jab. Just taking shots, taking shots, taking shots. And eventually, George Foreman punches himself out. He gets tired. Muhammad Ali comes off the ropes, beats George Foreman. And so what makes me think about that in this instance is part of what I, you know, am thinking is a tactic with these, you know, these major uh, corporations trying to merge is that they're, they have this rope-a-dope strategy. They're out here like, we're not a threat, you know, small merger here, small merger there, no big deal, we're not a threat, we're not a threat, as if they're up against the ropes, you know, pretending to not be a threat. But then all of a sudden you look up and they're knocking you out, right? They're knocking this community out. They've accumulated so much power. They've weakened this community so much. Now they're taking over with all of their power and influence. So it just feels, it feels very rope-a-dope-ish to me. It's hard when these companies have quote-unquote convincing arguments. And if you don't look at the history of what has happened with mergers, the consequences yeah. of what has happened, it's easy when the companies are tell, telling you that it's going to be good for customers, you know, costs are going to go down, your rates are going yeah. to be decreased, you're going to get better customer service, you know, the list goes on. It's easy to say, oh, well, we, I want all of those things. Right, you want, like, right, yeah, that, right. we all want that. So let's approve it. But as, you know, a lot of people at ILSR have talked about and a number of people beyond ILSR and on this podcast have talked about if you look at the effects of these mergers, uh, really across every industry, you'll see that none of that's actually true. And it really, the opposite generally happens. You know, like sometimes, and you mentioned the, the Marielle um, example out in uh, New Mexico, and you know, like sometimes we win, you know, and I think even uh, John Schwantes, and he talked about, you know, the consumer reports and the coalition that they brought together when it was a, a Comcast and, and Time Warner merger and sort of like they won that one. And so like sometimes you win, but then what happens is these companies just have so much money. And so even if they lose the battle, they're like, okay, we're just, we'll just go to the next merger. You know, we'll just try again. Like, can you stop us again? Can you stop us again? And the ability to be able to muster up that opposition like over and over and over again, that's hard for, you know, like the grassroots groups and the nonprofit groups and things like that. So yeah, these, these, these big, powerful, influential companies, like they just, they know that they have this, money and lobbying power and influence on their side that they can like they can wear you down you know and so that's yeah definitely one of the tactics that seem to come up over and over again throughout the season yeah these companies will use every strategy they can even if it's slimy and even sometimes if it's illegal they will do it ultimately to reap a profit at the expense of everyone else so we just spoke about a few reasons of how companies get away with merger, but there are so many more. We encourage all of our listeners to go check out episodes from this season to get a comprehensive idea of how these mergers end up getting approved. Reggie, what was one of your takeaways? 
I think the one thing that was consistent throughout the episode and actually, you know, made me think about um, the Dior St. Hilaire we did uh, from uh, BK Rot, the community composter up in Brooklyn. And, you know, she, so she, she was just a great guest. And I like I am often thinking she you know, shared one of the composting songs that she made with us. Consistently talking about cycles, microbial life will leave us with a brighter future that is just nurture the kids. I'm talking about macro and micro organisms fee on the browns and greens another way to say this is carbon or nitrogen and I, for a month after that episode i swear i was just like singing this composting song it's so catchy like whatever you do go back and listen to this episode find the song links in the show notes um but like it's such a catchy song but but the thing that i think about most is like the joy that she brings to her work her advocacy work her composting work and the degree to which, you know, she said something there about how like, you know, like composting truly is about community. And I think that's, you know, one of these themes that I saw throughout all of the episodes is that the people who were doing the work win or lose, they were building this community around their work. And that community was a source of energy and a source of joy. And I don't care what these merging companies sort of say that their merger is going to do for you. If they're going to save save some money or they're going to be able to serve more people. One, usually that's a lie. But then even outside of that, one of the things that these companies just cannot do is bring communities together and infuse their work with this sense of like community spirit and joy. And so that I think by far being able to have these conversations with these people on the ground who are building local solutions and building local power um, in the face of sort of this corporate concentration, that's all that's always my favorite part of these episodes and definitely this season. Absolutely. So sort of on the the flip side of that, one of my takeaways is this general trend that we've had over the past 50 years towards the this acceptance of bigness, both among our governmental institutions, among political figures, and among the public. Although I think what we've talked about a lot at ILSR is that this has really been changing in the last four years, especially since we've had new people in both the administration with Joe Biden and in the Federal Trade Commission with Lena Khan, who are totally changing this framework. But unfortunately, because we have gotten, we've, we've sort of gotten so far along this path of bigness and supporting big entities, and that's why we have this season, you know, talking about these mergers and about bigness, we've become so ex accepting of this profit motive and the money that these massive institutions continue to make and that they really are putting profit over people. And, you know, we have every every person on our episode has said this, you know, we haven't mentioned Miguel Escoto, who is down in Texas, who talks about the oil and gas industry in Texas and how JP Morgan, you know, one of the biggest banks backs this infrastructure investment firm, which has a ton of investment in the oil and gas industry. And right, right, so right. just the the idea of bigness that that is, I guess, the foundation of bigness being profit and money, that if that is your value system, if that's really your only value system, it's wrong because you're not putting people or community in front of that. And so I think it really goes to your takeaway, Reggie, which is like, that can't be what we're placing first 
And if it is, there's an issue because you're not having those community composters. You're not having, you know, people like Mm -hmm. Dior who are making these amazing composting songs and like people like Miguel who are building these amazing grassroots coalitions. So, you know, like I think we're, we're starting to see some of this stuff change. And, you know, there's the Kroger Albertson merger and you know, like we don't exactly know what's going to happen there, but we're definitely feeling a greater sense of skepticism around that merger. You know, within the last year, it was the uh, Penguin Random House and Simon and Schuster merger that got blocked. And so, I think there is a greater sense of like it's you know it's not just about you know how much money can these companies make if they merge or save if they merge. Like it's not just about profit. It is about the the impact to producers and the people who like bring so much goodness into our life. You know, like how do we create an economy and markets that work for, you know, everyone and local producers and all producers, not just the, you know, like the big guys. Well, thank you so much, Reggie, for rounding this season out with me. It's always a pleasure getting to work alongside you. And I really want to thank our guests this season who made each of these episodes possible. Thank you. And if you've made it this far, I assume that means you enjoyed this episode and maybe even the whole season. If you did, at dinner tonight or over coffee tomorrow morning, tell your family and friends about how to get away with Archer. What did you learn? What were your takeaways? And then, if you're feeling so inclined, send us an email at buildinglocalpower at ilsr.org and share your thoughts. We are trying to make every episode better and more engaging, so we'd love to hear from you. This is our last episode for 2023. We need your support to keep this podcast going. So if you can give us $1, $10, $100, more or less, or anything in between, we'd sincerely appreciate it. Every dollar counts. This marks the conclusion of our season, but be sure to stay tuned for our upcoming hyper-focused short seasons starting in the new year. Each season will take you to a different city exploring how it is cultivating robust local economies through various lenses. This show is produced by Reggie Rucker and me, Luke Gannon. This podcast is edited by Andrew Frank and me, Luke Gannon. The music for the season is also composed by Andrew Frank. Thank you so much for listening to Building Local Power.